The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, February 19th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. As always, we're going to start with the NBA. And this week we had a short week as the All-Star game was this weekend, so we reached the All-Star break. The Cavs came into the week with a nine-game win streak on the line, and it ended day one of the week. So on Monday, the 76ers hung on to beat them by two. Spurs star Wemby got his second triple-double, which led to their win over the Raptors, 122-99. to That was a nice upset there. That was their 11th win on the season. Then the Knicks lost to the Rockets by two off of a late foul, setting up Houston's free throws. The team has since filed a protest as the foul was called incorrectly. On Tuesday, Celtics' Jason Tatum put up 31 points in the first half in their game against the Nets. Overall, he would add 10 more points by the end of the game to end with 41. Good thing, too, because they needed that to win 118 to 110 in that close game. They would then beat them the next night by 50, 5-0, not 15. Also scoring 41 points was Timberwolves' Anthony Edwards, who led his team to a victory over the Trail Blazers. The Kings' De'Aaron Fox scored the final 10 points of the entire game by himself to get his team the W over the Nuggets by four. And then there were three games on Thursday before the All-Star break. The Grizzlies upset the Bucks. The Warriors' Jazz was a great high-scoring game with Golden State winning out 140 to 137. And finally, to wrap up their week, the Timberwolves rolled the Trailblazers by 37 points. Again, like I said, the All-Star game and All-Star festivities were all throughout the week. Little Wayne was even on on Saturday commenting on the game, on the celebrity game. It was hysterical. C.J. Stroud played. It was kind of fun there. But the actual All-Star game with the NBA players was on Sunday, and it is the East versus the West. The East put up 50-plus points in every quarter to dominate the West, 211 to 186. Timberwolves center KAT, also known as Carl Anthony Towns, was the leading scorer with 50 points from the bench. 
But the East had three players over 30 points each. And not only that, but the East put up 42 three-pointers. That is a new All-Star Game record. Moving along to NCAA basketball, and it was a big week. Texas Tech put the beat down on number six, Kansas, in, frankly, both halves. The Red Raiders outscored the Jayhawks by nine and then 20 to win by a total of 29 points. What a way to start the week. Tuesday had a big ranked game in the Big 12 as well. Newly ranked number 25, Oklahoma versus number 12, Baylor. Baylor crushed the Sooners by 17. Looks like OU won't be ranked for long. Number seven, UNC was tied with Syracuse at 42 apiece. But after the half, the Orange came back to upset the Tar Heels by seven. That is Syracuse's first top 10 win since 2019. Sticking with the ACC, Pitt has won four games in a row, including a win over number 21 UVA at home. And then poor number 23, Indiana State. They are ranked for the first time since the 1970s, since Larry Bird played for them. That was a story last week on the podcast. But first game after that happens, they lose to Illinois State, who is 12 and 14 overall for the season. Yikes. They would also lose again on Saturday to Southern Illinois. So not doing very well from those teams from the Illinois State. Wednesday, we had an SEC ranked game and it was a Big one, number 11, South Carolina versus number 13, Auburn. And it was set up to be this great game. And it wasn't. (laughs) Auburn put up 50 plus in both halves to annihilate the Gamecocks by 40 points. Thursday then had no upsets. Friday had no ranked teams in action. But Saturday, there was a lot to go over. 19 ranked teams were in action on Saturday, to be exact. And there was a huge showdown in a couple of conferences. Let's start with the Big East. That was a big showdown between number four, Marquette, and number one, UConn. Even though the matchup looked even as it was both in the top five, it was not close on the court. The Huskies routed Marquette 81 to 53. UConn has still only lost one game all season. The other ranked matchup was in the Big 12. Number six, Kansas took on number 25, Oklahoma for Oklahoma's second loss of the week. The Sooners were up by five at half, but the Jayhawks came back strong in the second second half to win by 10. That's a big win for Kansas on the road, which has been having problems with that all season. And like I said, the Sooners now lost two ranked games in a row, so don't expect them to be ranked next week. Number 13, Auburn had beaten two straight ranked teams And had another opportunity to do it again against number 22, Kentucky. But the Wildcats messed all of that up, outscoring Auburn by 10 at half and ending up 11 up. That ends Auburn's 16-game winning streak at home as well. LSU had a big second half to upset number 11, South Carolina, by one. That is South Carolina's second loss of the week as well. Oklahoma State put up 49 points in the first half, and even though number 19, BYU, did it in the second half, the Cowpokes still won by 10. Number 20, Wisconsin ended up in overtime with Iowa, and the Hawkeyes got a layup with 1.3 seconds to go in overtime to beat the Badgers. All of that action was just on Saturday. It was insane. 
Sunday only had two ranked games in action and both ended in upset. Number two, Purdue fell to Ohio State by four. That's only the third loss for the Boilermakers all season. They have now fallen to number three this week. Then South Florida was a was up big against number 24 FAU, but the Owls scored 55 in the second half. That wasn't enough, though, as they still fell four points short. USF is now 12-1 and in the American and 19-5 and in the season overall, so be sure to watch those bowls. Also in NCAA women's basketball news, Iowa's star Caitlin Clark broke the NCAA women's basketball all-time scoring record and now has the overall D1 scoring record in her sights. She broke the, she broke the women's one on Thursday against Michigan, coming into the game only needing eight points to break Washington's Kelsey Plum's 3,527 points in her career. Clark not only beat it by shooting a logo three, but also put up 49 points that night. And that was her fourth game in her career over 45 points. We had a little bit of NFL news. Obviously, last week we went over the Super Bowl. So this week there was the Super Bowl celebration parade in Kansas City. However, that's not what I'm calling or what I'm like telling you in this podcast. There was a shooting at the Kansas City Parade. We can't have anything nice. Everybody has to ruin it. Turns out it wasn't a terrorist attack, though. It was a dispute between two juvenile individuals. One person was killed with multiple injured. The woman who died was a radio host, Lisa Lopez Galvan. Juvenile cases are not, are largely kept out of the media, so no other details have been given. And T-Swift has donated $100,000 to the victim's family. It was a wild finish on the PGA Tour in the Genesis Invitational with as many as five players on the back nine in the final round in contention for the win. Ultimately, Japan's Hideki Matsuyama was six shots behind the leader going into the final round. He shot the lowest closing round by a winner ever at the Genesis with a 9-under 62. Matsuyama beat the field by three shots over Will Zalatoris and Luke List. This is his ninth PGA Tour title, but his first since January of 2022. We also still had some other drama going on. Tiger Woods withdrew after the second round, due, or in the middle of the second round, I guess, due to illness after everyone was so excited that he was going to play. Also, Jordan Spieth was disqualified after he signed an incorrect scorecard after his second round. He signed a scorecard that had a par on hole four, which was a par three, when he actually made a bogey. Also, in other exciting golf news, Tiger Woods has now partnered with TaylorMade Golf. You remember earlier this year, he ended his partnership with Nike. So he is now in partnership with TaylorMade for a lifestyle brand, and he called it aptly named Sunday Red. Worlds has ended for the aquatics world. I say I didn't say worlds for swimming because it was more than just swimming. It actually included water polo, diving, artistic swimming, open water swimming, as well as the pool. So China ended with the most golds with 23 and the most medals with 33. Australia took home second with the most overall with 24 and seven golds. United States takes third with 23 and nine golds. 
Some highlights from that is American Claire Curzan won her fourth gold along with China's Pan Zhao. Curzan won the 200-meter backstroke handily after taking the title in the 50 and the 100 back as well, and also took the 4x100-meter mixed relay. She is the second female to sweep the backstroke events at Worlds. Also, if you're like, man, I feel like Katie Ledecky was not said at all. That is because she skipped Worlds to prepare for the Olympics, which means she gave up her 800-meter freestyle title, which she has had now for many, many years. She is still the favorite for that going into the Olympics. Sticking with Olympics, obviously, uh, moving on to the track. However, Netherlands Femke Bowl set the world record in the 400-meter indoor at the Netherlands National Championships, this time with a time of 49.24. She cut her own world record by .02. A little bit of boxing news, unusually. Manny Pacquiao wants to compete in the Paris Olympics, but he is five years older than the entry limit at age 45. He retired at in 2021 and the IOC will not be changing their policy for him. They announced this week, the age limit was raised back in 2013 to 40 when it used to be 34, which would have let him compete in the Rio Olympic games, which he had said he wanted to do. He chose not to do that at this time and has now decided that he does want to compete for Paris, but he has been denied. Also, I kind of liked the format last week when we did some quick one-liners or quick highlights. So I do have three this week as well, two in women's basketball and one in hockey. Brittany Griner's number 42 has been officially retired by her, her alma mater at Baylor. Also, nice big news for UConn Husky fans. Paige Beckers is returning for her senior season. She also, aka Paige Buckets. And then in the hockey world, the Rangers won the MetLife Stadium Series in a crazy comeback win over the Islanders, 6-5. to five. That is what happened over the last week. Now let's move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. In the baseball softball world, no games are on reg regularly scheduled programming. We do have ranked first ranked games in the world of softball as Stanford, Louisiana, and Texas. They're all ranked and they will all be playing in a tournament this week. However, that being said, it is all on Longhorn Network, which is not a, a channel most of us have. So therefore, check out the blog if you want to see those games and times. Moving along to the NBA, we have no NBA games until Thursday due to the All-Star break. Then Thursday, the Suns take on the Mavericks at 6.30 on TNT, followed by a big game, the Lakers at the Warriors at 9. Then on Friday, the Cavaliers take on the 76ers at 6.30 on ESPN. Bucks take on the Timberwolves at 9. On Saturday, the Celtics at the Knicks will play at 7.30 on ABC. And then Sunday, we have four games all back-to-back. -back. If you want to sit at home and watch NBA all day, you basically can. The Bucks started off at the 76ers at noon on ABC, followed by the Lakers at the Suns at 2.30, also on ABC. Then we switch over to ESPN with the Nuggets at the Warriors at 6 and then the Kings at the Clippers at 8.30. In NCAA men's basketball, lots of ranked games all throughout the week and lots of ranked teams in action. Tonight, Monday, number six, Iowa State versus number two, Houston at eight on ESPN. So a big game to start off the week. Tuesday, we've got two games back to back. Number one, UConn at number 15, Creighton at 730 on Fox Sports 1. Followed that, following that, number 11, Baylor at number 25, BYU at 
8 p.m. on ESPN. On Wednesday, newly ranked number 24 Florida will take on number 13 Alabama at 6 on ESPN2. Thursday, number 21 Washington State at number 4 Arizona at 10 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Then on Saturday, number 2 Houston at number 11 Baylor. Houston's got a tough week this week at 11 a.m. on CBS. Following that, Alabama will take on their second-ranked team of the week. They take on 17 Kentucky at 3 p.m. on CBS. That wraps up the week as far as ranked versus ranked game goes. But don't let yourself be confused. San Diego plays number 18 St. Mary's on Saturday night. Then San Diego State, who is ranked number 19, takes on Fresno State. So just a little bit of a nuance there that I thought was pretty hysterical. In women's basketball, on regularly scheduled programming and channels that we all have, on Monday, number 21, Creighton at 15, UConn. They played at 11 a.m. this morning on Fox. And then Thursday, a double-ranked showdown, number four, Iowa at number 14, Indiana at 7 p.m. on Peacock. The number 18 Utah versus number 12 UCLA at 8.30 on ESPN. We have officially no football this entire weekend for the first time all year, which is super sad. Moving along to golf, this week the PGA Tour goes to Mexico for round one of the Mexican Open on Thursday. You can catch that at 3 p.m. on Golf Channel, both round one and round two. Round three will begin on Saturday at noon on Golf Channel and move over to NBC at 2 o'clock. Same schedule for the final round on Sunday. Lots of NHL games going on this week on TV. So starting tonight, Maple Leafs at the Blues at noon on ESPN, followed by the Red Wings at the Kraken at 2.30. Then on Wednesday, the Flyers at the Blackhawks at 6.30 p.m. on TNT, followed by the Bruins at the Oilers at 9. Thursday, you can catch the Capitals at the Lightning at 6 p.m. on ESPN. And then Saturday, two games back-to-back on ABC. Blues at the Red Wings at 11, and the Rangers at the Flyers at 2. On Sunday, the Lightning take on the Devils at noon on TNT, followed by the Flyers at the Penguins at 2.30. This week, you may also see some Formula One on. That is just testing. Next week will be the official first Formula One round of the year. In Olympic sports, gymnastics for NCAA women's will take place on Thursday. Mizzou versus Auburn at 6 on SEC Network, followed by two ranked, highly ranked teams, LSU and Florida at 6 on ESPN, followed by Kentucky versus Arkansas at 7.30 on SEC Network. Then on Sunday, you can catch some skiing for the FIS World Cup title. That will be at noon on NBC. And then some ACC gymnastics, NC State versus Pitt at 3 o'clock on ACC Network. That wraps it up for me this week. A little bit of a shorter week as last week was so much information to go over. Now with officially football over, we are starting to get into a little bit of that March Madness preview. Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more games and times and stories. And I will catch you all next week.